Hey, have you ever wanted to create your own podcast and share your own light bulb moments with the world? If so, now is the perfect time to do so because audio is the future of the internet and Anchor is a perfect place to do it. So Anchor is a podcasting platform you can find at anchor.fm and it's what we use to create the Lightbulb Moment podcast. So Anchor is amazing because first of all, it's completely free to use. Yep, completely free. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So I've used Anchor to record with other guests on a mobile app, and you can also edit on your computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you across so many platforms. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other major podcast streaming sites. So you don't have to set up individual accounts and try to distribute to all of those places. And you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum subscribers needed. And it's basically everything you need to record, edit, and publish your podcast in one place all for free. So I highly encourage you to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good luck. Hi there, my name is Ganika Pinham. And I'm Farika Pinham. We're sisters and the co-founders of Ida. If you're an entrepreneur or a new and upcoming brand, discover customer and audience insights about your product niche at thinkida.com because we are where your customers are. As founders of Ida, we've immersed ourselves in the startup world and become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship. We've learned a lot along the way and still are. And now we want to share that with you, our listeners. Whether you're already a savvy business owner, just getting started, or an aspiring entrepreneur, you are in the right place. Join us as we journey through the ahas, the oh no's, the why me's, the ups and downs, and those serendipitous moments when something clicks and it all falls into place. Welcome to the Lightbulb Moment Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lightbulb Moment Podcast. This is Varika coming back to you with another solo episode. And this episode is going to be all about the time that I cooked skincare products in my dorm room in college. So the reason I wanted to share this story is, again, in the spirit of entrepreneurship, in the spirit of having light bulb moments and trying out different ideas and all of that. So let me back this up to when I was a kid. I was, you know, very obsessed with like watching beauty videos, beauty YouTubers and all of that. So I think as a kid, it, you know, we all kind of have our thing that we get hooked into. So that was my thing. Um, and I was, you know, in middle school, so not like a super young kid. And I was so hooked that I knew at a point all the prices, colors, product names, additions of like the major beauty products that were available in Sephora at the time. So you could just tell me like, a random shade name and I knew exactly what collection it was from I knew exactly what it looked like I knew exactly how much it cost all of that or you could ask me like the product name and I could tell you what shades it came in so I watched a lot of videos and I wasn't like intentionally trying to memorize all this but I just ended up like doing it like I would follow the latest collections like I knew when new collections were dropping and I would follow like the newsletters and blogs that would you know, swatch and test them before anybody else, all of that. So while I was in this kind of phase of being super, super obsessed with this world, a lot of YouTubers were also doing um, collaborations with brands at this time. I mean, I'm sure they still do. But, you know, it's like when they have a YouTuber X 
Urban Decay or whatever, I'm making it up. Um, and, you know, the YouTuber collaborates with the brand to come out with a new product or come out with a new shade of the product, etc. So I remember vaguely thinking, um, you know, maybe when I was like 13 or something, that, hey, that would be really cool for me to collaborate with the brand. And I just kind of had that thought, but I didn't really like give it much thought after that. You know, I never um, started a YouTube channel. I never like, you know, tried in any form to like get into the beauty world. Uh, but I remember having that thought. So something that happened if, like just a couple years after that, it kind of all came full circle, which was like a really um, nice moment for me is when I got to collaborate with Volition Beauty on a skincare product. So now, to be fair, I didn't um, create the chemistry behind this product at all. Um, so like this is a product that the chemists in the lab at Volition Beauty created. But um, Volition Beauty, for those of you who are not familiar, is a crowd-sourced beauty brand. So it's it's sold um, on their own website, sold at Sephora, in stores, etc. And basically the product ideas come from customers and then you know they figure out like what's going to work they do a campaign to see if it's like you know um hitting it off with the audience etc so that is how i ended up actually getting to collaborate with a brand to launch a product uh, which was a strawberry sea serum that is now available um in sephora and on the website and stuff like that so that was really really cool and um, an interesting experience right and that kind of led into this cooking the skincare in the dorm room because for the Volition Beauty product is not when I did that. That was like an idea I submitted. The chemist made it in a lab. They sent me samples. I tried it, etc. So the time that I actually made my own skincare was um, a few months after that, someone reached out because they'd seen that I'd done the thing with Volition Beauty. So they knew I was into beauty and skincare. And they said like, hey, I've been playing around with this like idea to create a skincare brand. Like, would you want to work on it together? And of course, I'm like, yes. You know, I um, thought that would be super fun. And, you know, it was really fun, by the way. So the story doesn't take like a dark turn or anything. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it would be a super fun opportunity. And since I was into it, I didn't really know how to make it myself. So I thought it'd be like cool learning experience as well. So we started collaborating um, and we basically so it was right before the summer that this person had reached out. So we kind of had the summer to plan out like the branding, the name, um, the product ingredients, or like what we were going to center this around, all of that. And then when the fall came, uh, we actually ended up ordering um, ingredients off of like bulk sites. Um, like I think one of them, if I remember correctly, was Formula Botanica, which is if you're into the world of making your own skincare products, you probably know that name. So yeah, we ordered stuff off of that, like we watched a few YouTube videos, we read blogs about like how to make skincare products, how to stabilize them, etc. So it was like a whole, you know, lesson into chemistry. I didn't really understand how all of it worked, but we did have the right ingredients and we did know like the process to make things. So then we got to cooking um, in my, um, not dorm room exactly, but I would say like college apartment. Um, so yeah, we, you know, cook these like emulsions like we stabilized formulas we had this like temperature gun that we would use to like measure things to the exact right point because you had to like boil things to a certain number and like um we had this like really sensitive kitchen scale that i remember we would use to like weigh out the products um uh, because you know we would be making small test samples so you know you had to have like 0.001 grams of stuff you know things like that so that was actually super super fun 
And I wish I remembered like more of my like chemical learnings. Um, and I don't, but um, I remember I kept a notebook of like what we put into each formula and like when we tweaked the formula, how we tweaked it. And then we'd have like little samples. So we would test it out just like me and her. Um, we would test it out on ourselves and we'd say like, hey, we like the texture or this was good, but you know, this wasn't good, etc. So I think the products we made, like that we actually like completed the formula for. Um, now, when I say completed the formula for, I just mean like, you know, it finished, like we finished the recipe. Doesn't mean that it like we tested it to work or that, you know, it was stable or shelf stable or anything like that. Uh, we didn't even know how to make it or like how to test it to be shelf stable. And I knew we also wanted to test it for like bacteria growth and stuff. So we, I think we were about to order a kit or we had like uh, a kit, sorry, not a kid. I don't know why I said that. So a kit um, to like do the bacteria testing on it. So you can do that. Like if you're trying to make your own skincare at home, um, cause skincare doesn't actually have to be FDA approved, but obviously you want it to be shelf stable. Um, so you can like figure out at home or with the lab, um, what the like bacteria growth rate is for that product. So yeah, we, um, had created a toner. I remember that. So it was, um, a turmeric based toner that we had created. I mean, it had other ingredients too. Um, like I know we had some other extracts, like interesting flowers that we had, um I'm trying to remember one like yeah I don't know it was like a fancy flower name that I forget now but it basically had other extracts in it um I know we had like bought other extracts like cucumber extract and stuff like that so we made a turmeric toner and then we also made like a moisturizer or like a serum kind of like more like thicker consistency so that's what we ended up making um and it, that the moisturizer ended up actually being a little bit grittier so then we decided that was like our exfoliator or something if i'm remembering correctly but yeah we actually did have like two kind of products made that we were testing out at home and then of course like we both got busy so we weren't like meeting as much we weren't really creating the products as much and i still had like all these ingredients at home and then covid hit so of course um as you all remember when covid hit like all plans changed right so we kind of um, were like in separate cities at the time. Um, so I went home because of COVID. So yeah, that was like a huge pause. And then after that, we just like never worked on it again, which was fine because I don't even remember where we had left it off um, or where my like notebook is with my notes in it. But yeah, that was just, um, so that was just my experience of cooking skincare in like a college dorm or a college apartment. And it was really fun and you know this is going to be a really short episode but the reason I wanted to talk about this is one because I've never ever shared this um because I think so this was while I was building Ida it was like very in the early stages of Ida so I would say um like right when I started Ida or like maybe right before I was about to or something is when um you know this friend reached out about like collaborating on the skincare and then the summer came and then in the fall is when we were like making the products and a little bit into the spring which you know, by the fall time, I was, like, working on Ida and stuff, and this was, like, in the early stages of Ida, so, you know, kind of our first iteration, um, long before our, you know, few pivots that we did in between, but, you know, it was just, like, um, another cool startup brand product idea I was working on at the time, um, but obviously it was, like, you know, just, like, something for fun that we were kind of doing, I mean, we did want to turn it into a brand, we did want to tested with people we did want to get a manufacturer um in fact actually on i was talking to several sellers on alibaba i remember now 
where I was trying to um, get quotes for the packaging. And, you know, on Alibaba, you can ask some of the sellers to send you samples of the packaging so you can like test out um, which ones work with your product and stuff. So I remember talking to um, sellers on Alibaba and I remember we were talking about like how are we going to get people to test it or like get testimonials or like, um, you know, can we sell it at, like, a, you know, a booth in college or like a farmer's market or whatever. So we did want to turn it into a brand for sure. Um, it wasn't like we weren't just creating the products for ourselves. So, of course, that means that a lot has to go into that, right? Because when you're creating it for yourself, you're just testing it out. But like, obviously, when you're selling, trying to sell it to other people or you want to, which we never did, by the way. Um, it, like I said, we only had like a few grams of the product um, to test between ourselves. But, you know, um, then you'd have to figure out a lot more things, right? So I think like I always knew CPG, um, consumer product goods, is hard. Like it's a hard industry, right? Because um, especially um, every time I watch Shark Tank um, and, you know, they talk about going into retail and then they talk about all the margins and stuff and how you're going to get crushed uh, with a CPG brand. So like, you know, I know that's hard, like going into retail or like just the distribution, right? But because of this, like I had increased respect. So now I talk to a lot of founders um, in the CPG space space um in the cpg space <laughs> and um especially like skincare founders um i just you know seem to attract them and i'm attracted to them because like um I, this is a topic that i enjoy talking about and you know in a lot of the communities i'm in um a lot of founders are making products around like lifestyle um women's wellness women's products and things like that so yeah, I have increased respect for that because there's a lot to figure out. So if you have been able to create a skincare brand, which like most people, again, start at home and then they just take it from there, right? So, you know, you start where we did, but then they just keep going. So if you've been able to do that, huge kudos to you um, and any other CPG brand, right? Huge kudos because you have to figure out like first, like making the product, making one version of the product, like one sample of the product scaling that into multiple units of the product right testing the product especially if it's skincare you have to test that it actually works that, that it provides results make it you know shelf stable so like the whole chemistry behind stabilization especially if you're not working with a manufacturer you know lab cosmetic lab which in the early stages most people aren't right because those have a lot of um minimums for like the amount that you need to order and, you know, upfront costs and stuff, right? So you have to figure out the packaging, the distribution of the product, like if you're shipping it or like even selling it, if you're hustling and selling at markets by yourself and trying to get into retail, which is its own game, like that's a lot. And of course, tech has its own slew of problems. So, um, which we can attest to as well as we've been trying to um, kind of grow Ida and like from the beginning, I mean, I would always consider we were tech from the beginning, but like now it's more tech than it originally was. Like the first idea that we ever put down on paper was more community oriented. Now we're definitely more of like a SaaS tech platform. But yeah, tech has its own thing. But yeah, CPG is a beast of its own. So yeah, that was um, just like a little story I wanted to share about a random light bulb moment to create the skincare brand that was all about, um, you know, like it was actually I didn't mention the name or um, the concept but I'll mention the concept it was about blending um, different like ingredients to represent um, what is like famous or what has worked in different cultures so um, like bringing 
bringing Eastern ingredients like more to light, I would say was the concept. So, you know, like the traditional beauty techniques, the rituals that have worked, but like a lot of people don't know about bringing those to light. So that's what the concept was about. Um, but yeah, it was really, really fun. And that is kind of my quick story about the time that I tried to <laughs> sort of create a CPG product um, on the side <laughs> while trying to work on Ida also. So I hope you enjoyed that um, little foray into my experience um, venturing into this idea, just testing it out. And I think, again, like um, if you're working on something similar, obviously like kudos to you and don't give up. And, um, you know, if something really passionate about, like, of course, the passion has to be there. If we were super passionate about it, we would not have stopped, you know, after COVID or like, you know, even in the spring, right? So it was something we were just kind of playing around with. But I know a lot of people are really, really passionate about um, what they're doing in the CPG space or what they're doing in beauty and skincare specifically. So that's amazing. And I love to see um, these kind of more like um, smaller businesses or like indie products come out, um, especially like candles and like scrubs and all of that kind of stuff. So very, very cool. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Want to get a workbook detailing steps you can take for your business today, as well as our top recommendations for entrepreneurs? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot and email it to contact at thinkida.com. Thank you for listening to the Lightbulb Moment Podcast. We'll see you here next time.